welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneur's Sushi Club podcast. I am your host, Gail Edwards, and today I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, Woon Tan. Hi, everyone. Always lovely to see you, Woon. So the Entrepreneur's Sushi Club podcast is a weekly podcast where we give you insight into the personality of successful sushi adoring entrepreneurs and showing you that success is all about having fun in and with your business without all that hustle and grind you know it's just about the sushi so who have we got for you this week in this episode oh my goodness I know that our regular listeners are probably saying right now She's going to say it's the best guest we've ever had. We've got a real treat for you this week. And you are absolutely right, because we are so lucky and fortunate that we can bring you the best guest every single week. And it just keeps getting better and better. So this week, we have got Mindy Gibbons-Klein with us. And Mindy is a multi-award winning international speaker. She's a thought leadership strategist. She's a book coach and she's a publisher. I mean, crumbs. Mindy has authored and co-authored 10 books. She's presented to and coached over 50,000 business executives and entrepreneurs in over 18 countries. Oh, my goodness. Talk about pedigree. And we've got Mindy's bio so that you can really get into depth with more of the stuff that Mindy has done, which is part of this episode's show notes. So without further ado, please, can I introduce you to Mindy Gibbons-Klein. How Hi, are you? Hi, Gail. Hi, Woon. Hello, listeners and viewers. <laughs> oh, it's so great to have you here, uh, Mindy. How have you been? How, is, oh, how, are you, <laughs> how are you coping? As we all know, the world has changed. And how are you coping with that change? Well, just getting on with it, which is kind of my philosophy. So we changed a couple of things instead of kickstarting our 90-day program in a hotel. We do it on Zoom, funny enough. Uh, you know, <laughs> We're looking forward to doing live events again, but yeah. we've just focused on what we can do and not what we can't do. So yeah, life is busy and fun and rewarding. Oh, great. And that's what we want to hear because we're also hearing a lot of people who, you know, have not found it so easy, unfortunately. There's that dreaded P word that everyone seems to have been talking about for the last year, that P word for the last year or so. But, you know, I'm glad to hear, you know, that you are, that basically life goes on, you know, and that you're doing really well. So that's great. So obviously you are here on the Entrepreneur Sushi Club. So there are going to be some really hard-hitting questions here, Mindy, so I hope you're prepared. Okay. And the first of which is, what's your favourite sushi? (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what? In preparation for this, I was going to look up the Japanese name, and I've been so busy. It's the salmon roe. (laughs) The ones that pop in your mouth. (laughs) Yes. That's my favourite. Yeah, that's your favourite one. Yeah. Just simple, right? Lovely. So salty and delicious. Oh, my mouth is watering right now. Ooh. Oh, my favorite is, you know, it's the starter sushi, but it's still my favorite, even though I like so many of them, you know, because I'm a real sushi purist. But I still like, it's the California. I love California roll. 
it's my, you know, the starter kit, but it's still my favorite. So now, is it the normal sesame seeds or the black ones on the outside? Both. That's- <laughs> and even the new ones they've got now, which are the crispy, crunchy ones with the Ooh, fried onions. Oh, my goodness. I know. Oh, honestly, honestly, I, I, just, I just love them. So, of course, the biggest question, though, is to wasabi or not to wasabi? So my mouth was watering. Now my eyes are watering, thinking about loads of wasabi. Wasabi, wasabi, yay. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, it's got to be the wasabi. It's got to be. We love the wasabi. Moon, you like wasabi, don't you? Or are you yeah, I do. I, oh. I take wasabi, yes, with sushi, yeah, of course. Because I, I remember we had somebody who said, oh, no, I can't eat wasabi. And we were like, get off this show. Get off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had a few guests that just couldn't handle it, but it is a very strong, pungent smell, right? Like, I don't think everyone can handle it. I love it. Mm. You know. They just don't belong here. <laughs> exactly. This is not their place. This is not their place. <laughs> so, so, Mindy, you've been around a while. You've done some amazing stuff from your bio. So just give us, you know, the quick whistle-stop tour, you know, from those early days to where you are now. What inspired you to do this? Anyway, what was it that led you here? So when my first book came out, it was after 10 years of struggle So I learned a lot and I really wanted to transform or pivot my coaching company. (laughs) Somebody had to say it. Uh, So I did pivot in 2002 to make sure that I could help people save time, eliminate headaches and mistakes and get their books out of their heads and into print a lot more easily, a lot faster, and having a lot more fun. And it was really through what I had learned. And since then, I've continued to do that. I still work with people one-to-one. People say, really, you're still doing that? Yes, I love it. And I run my group programs. We have online courses. There's lots of ways to get the book midwife method. But I still love live coaching. So that evolved in 2005, I also picked up the directorship at Panoma Press. Well, it was Academy Press, as you may (laughs) recall. So that's now 15 years old. And together, those companies have helped a thousand entrepreneurs to get their books out of their heads, get get them into really good shape, get them into the market so that they can get them business. Mm. So that kind of segues quite nicely, actually, onto the thought leadership that you do. So they're positioned for credibility, and then you teach them all around thought leadership. How does that work exactly, Mindy? Thanks for asking. So thought leadership is a term that was not very well known in 2009, Mm. at least here in the UK. So I brought out the first book on thought leadership in the UK called 24 Karat Bold, which I think you know. And that opened up all kinds of things because, you know, if you create a book just for the sake of it, that's fine. But for people who really want to become known as thought leaders and raise their profile, credibility, to use that word that you just used, they really need a hard-hitting thought-leading book, not just a pamphlet or any old thing, because the market decides, doesn't it? Yeah. And what I chose to do was raise the game at that time 
raise the game for books and working with thought leadership. And then I began to work with entrepreneurs and teams who wanted to do more than write a book, or in some cases, not produce a book at all. But the concepts and the methodology that we'd created allowed them to put their thought leadership in order and make a plan to become known. We don't use the term personal branding, as I know you do, but a lot of people lump it together with that. I don't personally, because it is literally just about the content, the Mm. substance. That is all we play with. And then, of course, I have to talk about a few years ago, well, six years ago now, the thoughtful leader came out because thought leadership, the term was being abused and overused, and it was diluting the whole concept. So when something becomes meaningless, you know, it's kind of sad. So I raised the bar again, creating thoughtful leadership, which is kind of like thought leadership 2.0 for people Mm -hmm. who are serious about the thought that goes into their thought leadership. I love that. So for our listeners and Mindy, can you just give us a brief explanation of what thoughtful leadership looks like? Absolutely. I think people know it when they see it. Mm -hmm. I think if you're reading a book that really makes an impact, I mean, something that is truly groundbreaking and original, because there's 2.5 million books coming out every year. I don't know if all the listeners knew that. It's really hard to make a book stand out. And I'm not talking about, you know, making it bigger than the rest or a funky color or flashing Mm. lights. I'm talking (laughs) about the content and the substance. Mm. And people know it when they see it or read it or hear it nowadays with audiobooks. What happens is the reader knows that a lot of consideration went in, a lot of thought went into it. And what we talk about in my companies is... Thoughtful has two meanings. One is coming from the heart. Oh, how thoughtful. And the other is, hmm, thoughtful. Mm. It's both that are employed, but it's the process of going into the heart because you're not going to put the thought in unless you really care. So it's about using both of those levers and using them intentionally to bring out your best thought leadership in a thoughtful way. It really is quite simple. It sounds complicated and I'm using a lot of words to describe it but I think people understand when they see it and feel it I love that I think that that two ways of thinking around thoughtful is so powerful it's exactly what I like it's like it's the caring element but also the curious element thank you I, I think that's so powerful you know one of the things that you talk about is the thought leadership in the books right so what makes a book really stand out and sort of shows the credibility of the author So it's funny because in 24 Karat Bold, I said, oh, well, there's four elements. And if you do them all, then, you know, there are nuances, as we all know. So the four elements, I'll just talk about it very briefly. It's from real thought leadership. It's your reach. So you will, but they all work together. I'll explain in a second. Your reach, the E stands for engagement. The A stands for authority and the L for longevity. But it starts with the authority piece and putting that best concept, that most original, exciting, impactful, disruptive, groundbreaking, to use that word again. Otherwise, it's just content. Mm. And then how you engage creates the reach and longevity. So you're working from the inside out. And the fun thing about it is, if people really aspire to be thought leaders and put out thought 
leading content, that they have to work really hard. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the irony is, is there's a lot of people saying, oh, you know, he's a thought leader or PR companies who, apologies to anybody listening, but who say we do thought leadership for our clients. Sorry, you can't delegate thought leadership, just like you can't delegate your thinking. So there's a still a way, a long way to go. But if those four elements are kind of working together and the A is the key, it really has to be, you can't cheat. It has to be an original, exciting, disruptive idea or, and the market decides, you know. Mm. Gosh, you've certainly given me quite a bit to think about there, actually, Mindy, because especially in the branding and comms space, thought leadership is something we talk about. And it's funny because I often feel like a lone voice because I'm always saying, but to be a thought leader, it's got to be from the inside. You know, these are your thoughts. And, you know, the, the clue is in the title almost, isn't it? So when they say, oh, we're going to create a thought leadership strategy and give to someone, I'm like, huh? How? <laughs> you know? wow. So I'm really glad that you've clarified that from your perspective as well, because now I can say, I'm not the only one that thinks like this. Go can I just say again that it's the market that decides and therefore <laughs> the other part of that is, some people won't like me saying this, you must never, ever, 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 never, 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 ever call yourself a thought leader. There you go. On a LinkedIn profile, if I see it there, I know the person wrote it himself or herself. And it's just naff, as we say in the UK. It's just (laughs) not the done thing. (laughs) Right, let me just scrub that off my profile. (laughs) (laughs) Gosh, Mindy, you are such an interesting mix, you know, because I know way back when, when you founded the book Midwife, and now here we are talking about thought leadership and the books that you've written as well as, you know, helped people to publish. So I've got to ask another one of those hard hitting questions, I'm afraid. So if you were a sushi, <laughs> yeah. So if you were a sushi, which one would you be? Which ingredients would you have and why? <laughs> this will surprise a lot of the listeners. Mm. I would say it has to be the cucumber roll. Because despite all of my energy, I love being cool as a cucumber. And I bring myself down from, you know, all the frenetic energy just about once every five minutes. <laughs> so thinking about the cucumber role just, just helps me not be scattered and flying all over the place. Also, I just think it's really cool because cucumber hasn't got that much taste. So we can put lots of wasabi. <laughs> Add the spice. Add the spice and the flavor. You're thinking. I yeah. love that. That's great. And you know, you're so right, you know, because when you operate from this space, things can get a little bit, you know, all over the place, like you say, a little bit chaotic and frenetic. So it is nice to be able to just take some downtime. And how are you taking downtime at the moment, Mindy? Because I know for me. Things that I would normally do, obviously I'm not able to do because of, you know, where we currently are in the UK. So what are you doing to take that downtime? Downtime. So just enjoying a cup of coffee or tea. At the beginning of lockdown, we got a hot tub. 
Ooh. And <laughs> we actually go in there at least four or five times a week. And what the way I do it is I, I aim to finish my work by four or five, six at the latest, whenever I can finish, as long as it's not raining. And we really don't get that much rain in the UK, you know, contrary to what <laughs> Don't tell them they'll all come. And we don't, <laughs> we don't jump, sorry. We carefully climb into the hut. And just relax and let it all, you know, the bubbles. And so that's kind of the interlude because sometimes I have things going on in the evenings, meetings or social things, clubhouse rooms. So that is the space. There's no phones allowed. It's not recommended to have a phone near the water anyway. And that is, I would say, the best thing that that's, you know, about an hour a day on the days we do it. Love it. You know, my daughter in the first lockdown, she was campaigning very, very heavily for a hot tub. And she got really close, you know, to the point where I was asking her friend's dad, you know, about theirs. So she got really close and then common sense kicked in. But no, 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 no. <laughs> we are going to have a chat offline and I'll tell you. Well, honestly, we were so close. But the funniest thing was two days ago, she actually said, because she's home from uni at the moment, she's still home from uni, and she said to me, Mum, do you remember last year when you nearly bought a hot tub? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm starting to regret that decision. I wish I'd got one. And listening to you, I'm thinking, gosh, I wish I had bought it now. No, but now is, you know, what's the best time to get a hot tub a year ago? Second best time today. <laughs> <laughs> right? You're, you're, absolutely, you're absolutely right. So, Mindy, what would you like to share with our listeners? You know, because I cannot believe the time goes so quickly. So what would you like to share with our listeners around any of the work that you do that's going to really help to inspire them and get them thinking about things in a different way or doing doing that book or creating a new leadership strategy around their work, what can you share with them? I think the easiest thing is just look up the thoughtful leader. It's red and yellow branding, can't miss it. We've got the Thoughtful Leader podcast. I've, the book is available in paperback, all formats of ebook, audiobook. And there's even a clubhouse room, but I had to change the name slightly. It's the Thoughtful Leaders with an S at the end, because leader, it just sounded like one person sitting in a room on their own. Mm. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the Thoughtful Leaders Club or the Thoughtful, read the book, get in touch. I'm really accessible. I get emails and LinkedIn messages every week from people who've read the book or listened to the book and want to have a chat because this really is where it's at. It's about raising that bar, raising the game. Mm. If you're the kind of person who doesn't settle and, you know, it's, it's nice to think, oh, you know, I've worked really hard. I'm going to coast for a while. Mm, it's not always possible to coast when the market is asking you to raise your game. So I would love to be a partner to anybody who is thinking that way. Oh, do you know, you just gave me goosebumps when you said that. You did. You gave me goosebumps when you said it's not easy to coast in the market. Oh, because it's so, so true. And I'll certainly be having a chat with you after this podcast without a doubt. Just one final note, actually, is the whole, how can I say, the whole concept of being a thoughtful leader how does that differ 
So how does it differ from entrepreneurship to corporate leadership? Because this is something I get asked all the time where people say, oh, but, you know, it's different, you know, because I'm in a corporate or it's different because I'm running my own different, my own business. So how does that show up for you, Mindy? Oh, for me, I mean, you know, I'm just trying to walk the talk, Gail and Woon. I really Mm. don't have all the answers. All I know for sure is that we have a feeling inside. I think it's either the gut or the heart or somewhere in between. We know when we're not doing our best work. We know when we're cheating the world. And that's a very strong phrase. I will start with that. And everything else that I say is positive, but it starts with that feeling that, you know what? I say I'm doing my best, but am I really? I say I'm giving of my best. I say, my, you know, I've done my best book or my best article. And if the feeling is, mm, I think I could do better, great. That's where I start with somebody, somebody who's self-aware. And I do this for myself as well on a daily basis. I get things wrong every day. And I look to get better, you know, resolve it and keep moving forward. Mindy, I have to say, I see why you chose cucumber. <laughs> I watch your TEDx talk. Sometimes you need to change yourself to be yourself. And it's such an amazing TED talk. I get why you say you got that cucumber, the coolness in you. I totally get that. I highly encourage any listener to, to watch that TED talk. Thank it's you. A, such a good, yeah, it really moved me. Thank you. I'm so glad you mentioned the TED Talk, actually. Oh, gosh. Sorry, listeners. I'm about to sneeze, I think. I thought you were about to cry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad you mentioned the TED Talk because it is a must. And like you say, Mindy, the market dictates. Okay, the market dictates. And a lot of people, certainly from in the entrepreneurial space, come into it thinking, right, I'm going to be the one that changes the world and I'm doing this and I'm the best. And, you know, there's a lot of chest beating. And unfortunately, the market doesn't want chest beating. (laughs) So they end up feeling a little bit deflated, frustrated. Oh, my gosh, where do I go now? And it's only when we are at that place where we stop. We absolutely stop and think, okay, what am I doing? What am I not doing? Am I listening Am I really listening to the people that I say I'm serving? Because they're the ones who are going to tell you what they want. And then you have to know how to serve them to your very best. So I love everything that you've spoken about today, Mindy. You know, I've been a fan for a very long time, you know, and I'm just so honoured that we were able to accommodate you here today on the Sushi Club podcast, you know, because... Anyone that's looking for not just inspiration and motivation, but real substance. There's a lot of stuff out there. You know, I'm going to say it. Some people aren't going to like it, but it's true. There's a lot of stuff out there, but not all of it has substance. Mm-hmm. And I'm pleased to say I will put my head on the block and say Mindy Gibbons Klein is one of those with substance. With substance. So, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Moon, is there anything you'd like to say before we close? No, I think it's been amazing and a real honour to have you here on our podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. I've enjoyed it. Oh, bless you. Bless you. So, Mindy, how can our listeners get in touch with you? I do have a very long name that tends to get (laughs) people confused. So my website is mindygk.com. That way they don't have to learn to spell my last name. mindygk.com or you know, they can look me up, book midwife if they're interested in books. But the thoughtful leader is 
the place where they will find all my latest ideas and contact info. Oh, lovely, lovely. And of course, we'll put everything, all your contact details along with the show notes anyway that go with this episode. So here we are. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Entrepreneur Sushi Club podcast. And of course, we would like to know what your biggest takeaways have been from this conversation. You've heard what ours have been. We, you know, we've been so in awe to listen to Mindy. So please take a moment and share this with us in our Facebook group, the Entrepreneur Sushi Club. And of course, you'll find the link to that in the description of this episode. And if you know someone who will benefit from listening to this episode, please do share it with them. And we know that that pays because we have just become a top 10 global podcast. The Entrepreneur's Sushi Club is now a top 10 global podcast. So thank you very much for your continued support. And we'll see you on the next episode of the Entrepreneur's Sushi Club podcast. See you. Bye.